Hello and welcome to our new series, Unlocking the Future, EU Industry Days podcast, presenting insights, trends and challenges, but also fresh opportunities emerging from Europe's industrial transformation. We've got a fascinating topic lined up for you today. In this episode, we focus on reinvention, resilience and cooperation. In the face of supply shortages and severe disruptions caused by COVID-19, many European companies reinvented themselves in truly inspiring ways. Product diversification, digitalization, transformed business models, human-centric approaches and a spirit of cooperation stood out and quickly became the hallmarks of their resilience and solidarity in the face of unprecedented challenges. Now, we're privileged to be speaking with several people at the front line of this transformation today. We have César Araujo, who is the owner of Calvelex and president of the National Association of Clothing Manufacturers of Portugal. We have Pierre Dibault, CEO at Nuvisan Pharmaceuticals in France, and Ariana Pratt, expert director at Sant Aniol. Thank you very much for joining us. Before we develop the subject matter, I'm sure people would like to know a bit more about you and your work. So tell us about that. Calvlex is um, a manufacturing of clothing, a family business. And in the meantime, I'm the president of the garment business in Portugal. The association is responsible for 4,000 companies and more than 100,000 employees and um, 4 billion turnover export across of the world. So I'm Ariadna. I'm the export manager of Santaniol Mineral Water. It's a mineral water that comes from a volcanic natural park in La Garrocha. And I've been in Santaniol for 10 years. Hello, nice to meet you. So Nivizan is a CRO, so it's a contract research organization making R&D for the pharma industry. We are developing a pharmaceutical product for the big pharma companies. Uh, it can be also for startups or even for uh, academic industries. Let me ask you to build on this experience of the last year and a half. What we're all really beginning to appreciate is that reinvention takes different forms depending on the different challenges and how they present themselves. And for some companies, it means doing things differently to ride out the difficult times and, and a view to the future. And for others, it's it's changing their focus to a more common cause. And, and for others, it is a fight simply to maintain their very existence. So can you explain how the pandemic hit your organization in particular? And what was your first response? So it uh, hit us real hard as we had a great dependency on food service nationally and internationally. And suddenly, all the restaurants and hotels in the world were closed. So we started uh, seeing it in China. So we thought, okay, uh, let's move to the US and then started to hit the US. So we had to move quickly all over the world. So from the very beginning, the management decided to focus all efforts on turning towards uh, national and international retail. So it was changing completely the way we were working. We had somebody specific and with a big background on entering retail. So we focused all our sales team uh, in, in trying to enter the retail because it was something that for us was maybe a 20%, 20% of, our, of our sales. So we needed to do that to become the 90%. So, and as fast as possible, because uh, 
we all our jobs were depending on that. A pandemic is a terrible for all the sectors, but in particular for a fashion business. Like myself, I do the formal clothing, workwear, occasion wear, and tailoring. When people were forced to stay home by the law, they stopped to buy this kind of products. And these times, the stores are closed, clients cancel their orders, and this been a tough moment to everybody. And companies like myself, what we made, we transform our production lines to do only the um, PPE because all the healthcare hospitals and the doctors needs the mask, the uniform, and we need to create social mask. The challenges that we are face, facing right now, as you can imagine, uh, with the COVID time, uh, there is a lot of development in the pharma industry. And uh, our aim is to help as much as we can to fight this disease, but also to fight the other diseases which unfortunately are uh, remaining. It was a complicated journey. In fact, uh, when we started, like in many countries, it was kind of a shutdown and uh, we had uh, many employees uh, who stayed at home and couldn't work anymore in our labs. So the, the start of the journey was quite uh, hectic. But uh, once we get organized, once we protected our employees by the mask and a lot of different uh, procedures and uh, processes, we started again to work. And uh, in fact, at the end of the day, it was a motivation for our employees to try to help, to fight, as well as a good opportunity uh, to make a focus on the pharma industry. And I would say, it made the pharma industry, uh, our work of uh, every day, more uh, usual to the people, more understandable. And how has the whole experience or the transformation impacted your business? What would you say were the biggest lessons learned? This pandemic teaches us nothing is safety and um, something can happen immediately from one day to another. And um, we are not preparing. And this is the learn. Um, I take from that and the resilience we need to take. I think is uh, the sentence of be water, my friend. No, we really need to to be liquid and to move and to adapt on all the circumstances. And as we are a small company, we've always tried this to be our focus. But uh, we've learned that for sure is the key of success: adapting and reducing the dependency. I think that we should not be ashamed about uh, research. The fundamental discovery is very important in our industry. The pharma industry, uh, like Nuvisan, for example, we are developers. Uh, we don't do a lot of pure fundamental research. And what we have seen uh, with this uh, pandemic is that many of the research, the initial research, fundamental research, was done in Europe with the American. And I think that we need to continue to do that. We need to continue to invest in our uh, European research. What could maybe be done better is to sell, if I may say so, or to put uh, on the table the results of the research and to use it to develop new project uh, innovation. So let's continue to do what we have started um, we know that many of the scientists are leaving Europe to go to other places, being China or the US. However, we should do whatever we can 
to keep those people here in Europe because it's nice to help the European countries and to develop medicines uh, and to be able to say that everything has been done in Europe. And what then um, can the EU do to help prepare us or but also to mitigate, to bounce forward, as we say, post-COVID, to try and come out of the pandemic stronger? During the pandemic, I believe all the countries in the European, they uh, react not the best, but professional, because the, the most important is keep people safe. What I expect from the European community is start to force and to make our lives to come to um, a normal situation. And I believe they are preparing to support not only the people, but the companies, for they don't lose the business, because Europe needs these companies to running our industry and our economy. For me, it would be reducing the dependency in all the ways. So not only working with one supplier, uh, one sales channel, one market. So for me, diversification is the case success. And also um, collaborating and implementing measures that really reach the small companies and also the citizens that could be in more need of help to bounce and forward. First of all, I was very happy, I would say, to uh, start a discussion uh, at an EU level to get some fundings. So our idea was quite simple. Uh, we were already manufacturing uh, some uh, active principles, so pharmaceutical uh, products. And the idea was just to say that with some fundings, we could do even more. Uh, more quickly, but also really on demand. And I was really surprised in a very positive way about uh, how the CE helped us to put that in place. About improvement, I think it's more a communication uh, question. Uh, many of my colleagues, of my friends, uh, do not know about uh, the way it works, do not know about the new projects which are coming out. And uh, I think there may be uh, some improvement could be done to better uh, communicate about all those fundings. Well, thank you very much for those insights. Is there a final short message or brief takeaway you would like to give to our audience to wrap up? Is that diversification. Diversification has to be the driver uh, in all the organizations. Is um, take the vaccine and take a normal life because it's what we need is a normal life. And I believe the vaccine protect us and this is what's going to make us to be um, on the normal life. Well, thank you very much. Thank you to all our speakers today, Cesar, Ariadna and Pierre. Three different industries, clothing, pharmaceuticals and water, but yet a lot of similar messages and similar takeaways that we can all use as we aim to bounce back better from the pandemic. That's it for another episode of the Unlocking the Future podcast. Be sure to check out more in the series online and feel free to like, share and show your appreciation for the topics. This podcast is an initiative of the European Commission and is part of the EU Industry Days 2022, Europe's flagship annual event on industry, taking place in the week of the 7th to the 11th of February 2022. For more information on EU Industry Days, visit the website online. This podcast was produced by VO with the financial support of the European Union. Its contents do not necessarily reflect the views of the European Commission. Thank you.